Come on. Math. Welcome back to the only podcast produced by three two-time winners of IMSA Spirit of the Race Award. You're tuned into the Check Engine Podcast. We're hosted on Anchor.fm and we are streamed worldwide on whatever platform you use to uh, stream your favorites. The gang is all here. My name is Nick, and just like they do, just like they are every time we turn the microphones on, Andrew and Tristan are here as well. What's happening, guys? Yeah, how's it going? We are um, <clears throat> now spread across the country officially. Yeah, we are. What Georgia, Kansas, and Andrew, you're. I'm. Just I'm just yeah. down at home. Yeah, I'm where I've always he's, been. He's holding holding down home base while we're flung to every corner of the map, including yeah, fancy the center lads corner. here. Yeah, so we are truly a national podcast today. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> um. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm coming to you from the 14th floor of a hotel in Kansas City, waiting Oof. for a snowstorm to hopefully roll through before I leave to go on research tomorrow for work. But uh, happy to be here with you guys nonetheless. Yeah, and I'm in shorts and a t-shirt in my sister's spare bedroom in Georgia, so how different. <laughs> Lucky different. son of a bitch. I, I can't help but notice, Tristan, that the room you're in is very appropriate for this for this podcast, as it is the right color. It is. She she insists on calling it the orange room. I'm gonna well, be I'm gonna begin insisting that she call it the check engine podcast room. That's good. That's good. Then in fairness to her, though, two, it is orange. Two episodes. Two episodes have been recorded here. So. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I was as I said that. I was like, wait. I feel like we've done this before. That that could be like your satellite. Our satellite studio. Yes, this is our southern unit. How does she feel right. about getting a wall stencil? Yeah, we should get a giant one. Well, bring it up. She she probably knows someone who could do it. So do we. I'm sure. I'm sure Styled could do it. Styled could do it. Claire could vinyl. do it. A big vinyl and then three fat heads of us. Oh no, God! Oh, I dread to think. Oh, perish the thought. Yeah, in my case would be just fat, not head. Well, I mean, <laughs> what? It just you, you wouldn't have a head. No, it would just be too fat. <laughs> then what does that line. make that's me? Their, that's their that's their new brand. Yeah, fat, fat heads. Fat. <laughs> the same <laughs> font. <laughs> and the makers of fat head comes. It's just regular people. The fat heads are the celebrities. Fat yeah. is just like of you. Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> that'd be fantastic. <laughs> I could run like a campaign, like like you can submit a picture of yourself and have them do it. It'd be like hashtag fat yourself. <laughs> oh my God. Oh yes. I want anyway, this now. We're not, we're not a, a vinyl wall cutout podcast. We're not a fat podcast. Well, I mean, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> Depending on how you spell fat. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> but we are a car podcast and um, we're, we're known for from time to time attempting to fix things. And uh, 
that is what we're going to try to do this evening. What's going? What What are we trying to do tonight, Andrew? What's the What's the purpose of of our show? Well, so here, so here's the thing. I, as a man of great patience, <clears throat> have grown completely tired of just hearing anything that Mazda has to say. The the brand Mazda, they keep doing this really annoying thing, where they seem to just go on Jalopnik. They read the comments, which he's never did. If you're, if you're going to go on Jalopnik, which you shouldn't do, don't read the comments. Then they just pick out whatever uh, whatever keyword is most common that week. So it's, oh, you know what? Next Mazda 6, rear wheel drive. Next Mazda 6, inline 6. We're making a V8. We're making a the, whatever. The rotary's coming back. The next it's, one will be electric. Yeah. It's all bullshit. They're not going to do a thing. And then they're trying to jump the the brand up market, which I don't think is working. Essentially, what they're doing is creating Honda Civics for 15K more. And I don't think that's going to last very long. Uh, they're creating Acura Integra Type S's. Well, okay. I mean, in fairness, you're not wrong. But uh, enough. I say enough of that. Let's, uh, I don't know what they're, I don't know the CEO Mazda. Dan Mazda. I don't know who it is. Dan Mazda. <laughs> Probably not. It's a Japanese company, but that's not offensive. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, there's the episode title. Dear Dan Mazda. Dear Dan Mazda. Dear whoever, Dan whoever it is. Dear John Mazda. Yeah. Whoever it is, you're not doing, you're not doing the right stuff. However, we have better ideas than what you're currently doing, which again is nothing. Well, maybe got to be better than nothing when you start from zero, right? Well, yeah, well, they, they could be actively harming things which is my my hypothesis yes they could be doing actually less than nothing which is that's, what i think they are true. doing yeah that that you, you make a good point they might actually be harming themselves that's actually the perfect place to start to tell you what it's since i'll start because what i really need is a collaborate i have the core of what needs to happen to mazda uh but i need help on the how because there are just some things that i can't picture so if I were to wake up or, or be offered the job of, of uh, president of Mazda. <laughs> I'm just trying to, or be offered. <laughs> I'm just trying a, to think what? like, because you wouldn't gain that as a, as an overnight thing necessarily. But then if they were to offer you the job, would I take the job? Eh. But let's you know, say possibilities, you did. endless possibilities. That's true. That's true. Land of imagination. That's where, where, where yeah. we are today. Imagination land as South Park puts it. Exactly. If we were in imagination land with Mazda, here's what I would do. The first thing is find a guy. And I know that I, I continually rag on this tactic when Tesla does it endlessly, but you need a guy in Mazda's position just literally to be the face and a name. My thought is actually that maybe that guy should also be like the advertising power of the brand, but that might be better to be separate because I want this guy, whoever he is to be the public face of Mazda. The first thing that's happening, someone's giving a press conference to say, listen, guys, here's what's going on. The Delta wing. We're sorry. The diesel engine in prototype. We're sorry. The rotary. It's never coming back. The, uh, uh, Miata. It's going to be electric. Delta. There's wing no was in- Nissan, by the way. What 
Delta Wing was, was it Nissan, Nissan powered. Yeah. What was the Mazda? The Mazda um, did, uh, no, they just did the diesel engines in their cars. They went back and they forth. They did the diesel in a, yeah. a, a prototype a while back. Yeah. Didn't they have one other silly, like co built car, or was that also a Nissan? A lot of the wackier like one... stuff was, was Nissan. I, th- I think it was Nissan. When they used was like to run one the, other the, weird thing. When they used to run the sixes in the old Grand Am days, it was a rotary that was broke all the time. Ago, I thought there was like one other like weird prototype hypercar area thing that was a Mazda, but it was probably a Nissan. They should still be sorry about that, about, about the Delta Wing. Um, yeah. So anyways. <laughs> Everyone should be sorry about the Delta Wing. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, Look what you put Catherine Leg through. She didn't deserve that. <laughs> That's exactly right. Look how they massacred my boy. Look what they've done to my boy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anyways, this this guy, my guy, my Mazda guy is just going to go out there and and actually shoot straight. With everybody. I mean, I guess you want to take a look at the inline six, like, do you actually have an inline six? Is it ready to go into production? Because I think what Mazda needs when Mazda was most commercially viable and successful is when they were pretty much developing a couple things that were really, really good and then farming the rest of it out to someone else Ford. Maybe it's time to look at someone like Hyundai for a partnership for Mazda. But anyways, my guy's going to go out there and he's going to take all the blame. Then he's going to get on Twitter and say ridiculous shit all the time because we're, we're going to be a now company. We're going to be a company for the social media age. We're going to Bitcoin. We're going to, we're going to rip people off with crypto. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to blockchain Mazda coin hashtag buy it. Uh, we're just going to have like a, like a dickhead guy like that. And I think, cause I think they could use that some personality, something to grab onto. So Mazda needs an Elon Musk is what you're saying. I would yeah, never that, use those words. Uh, but, I would say, I would say, but over the course of the last like gonna... four or five minutes, you did use those <laughs> words in a roundabout way. I, I here, let me let me let me save Ander here. I don't I don't know that anybody might get this reference. Maybe it won't save him because I don't know if anybody will get this reference but me. But you know, Nick, especially if you've been tuned into you know business and marketing stuff for a long time, what what they don't need is an is an Elon Musk. What they do need is a T-Mobile CEO, John Ledger. Um, um, spearheaded the entire uncarrier movement said wow yeah we were terrible but check all this check out all this cool stuff we're doing was a super aggressive social media personality continually made fun of at&t and verizon on twitter all the time like just actually just like endless amounts of shit talking on social media while still being incredibly results focused you know drove the sprint merger drove a bunch of spectrum acquisition for them like you know, made them an, an actual competitor to those two. Um, you know, having, you know, I'm more tied into it because I've been a T-Mobile customer through all of that. Um, and he he's since left. Um, so it was, you know, kind of exactly what I feel like you're talking about, Andrew, where it's like, get this personality just to get this brand jump-started. And yes. in, every, in every way, publicly on social media, internally, because he had a certain amount of that Steve Jobs, no excuses attitude, like, you know, I want this, make it happen. Um, you know, so internally results driven, externally super aggressive and present on social media. Um, so like I said, if you, you know, Google some of his, you know, Twitter tirades in the past, you'll, you'll <laughs> get what I'm saying. Or like Richard so, Branson is another one. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, so you're saying, um, 
So if he's not a team, he's available. Mazda. <laughs> that's yeah. Richard Branson uh, yeah. is actually, yeah, that's right. <laughs> and so is John Ledger. Yeah, both of them. Yeah, that's what I mean. Ledger, not Branson. But yeah, if, if he's, hey, you uh, you doing anything? You want to come, uh, you wanna come run? You want to come run Mazda? Nothing fantastic. That's perfect. That's a year the guy. Yeah, Musk <laughs> didn't know, and he turned it into the most valuable car company in the world. <laughs> we want you. So yeah, that's exactly right, Tristan. Yes, internally results focused, externally um take no prisoners. Yeah, externally uh, uh, uh aggressive, I guess would be the Externally the aggressive term. and that was actually one of the things that I had thought about leading into this. Um I like what you said right up front, Andrew, like be upfront about things. Like stop being bullshit artists. You know, I think the I think there's a certain amount of that with every car company. Of course. But, but the problem is that's all you get from Masa. Yeah, they because don't deliver like, on anything they say. They don't deliver on anything. And because that's all they're talking about, you, you're consistently reminded of that. Whenever you hear anything about Mazda, it's about how they're not doing something. You never hear about how, you know, the CEO of Mazda went on some Twitter rager and it has <laughs> nothing to do with the project, with the product. Like the only news you hear about Mazda is how they're not producing what they talked about. So that's like, mostly that's most of what Tesla does. Yeah, but no one talks about that because there's so many other things going on now. Hopefully the goal would be positive things, which is the distinction we have to make here. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, that's true. (laughs) Positive things. Don't call someone trying to save people a pedophile, for example. Yeah. Just as a for instance, as a for instance. Yeah. Yeah. Not someone who's a loose cannon, cannon, someone who can actually create a following based on some some results uh anyways so that's that's the guy that's my first step yeah and like to your point about the inline six like sometimes it's okay to say we're working on it or we're trying but we don't know yet like there's nothing wrong with that at times like sure to say yeah we're doing it oh we're doing it we promise and then like nothing it's okay to be like you know what yeah we're looking into it we don't know yet we're still vetting everything out I think you know? it'd be great if we did it. Wouldn't that be cool? Wouldn't yeah, it? yeah, wouldn't it? And I mean, then you can do the business boilerplate of market demands and all that kind of stuff. And then, but at least you're not dealing in these absolutes. Like that a turn Sith. Out, yeah, <laughs> that turn out to be bullshit. So that's yeah, something absolutely. we can all agree on. So I mean, I think I think that's really important. You need a guy. You need a face. You need a. Um, a, a person to represent the Mazda brand. I think the next thing you do is you call Honda and you say, what is it going to cost me to buy Eversley? <laughs> I want to own him. The pro uh, the problem is with the factory pro prototype program, not active anymore. There's no, where would you race him? It's partly in the racing. And it's partly in the brand investment, which Honda also does not take advantage of. Oh, because totally. they try, but they don't really milk the most out of it. They don't. They they're not doing everything that they could because Eversley, as we know, and as the world, <laughs> the world largely knows everyone except for anyone in the Honda building. He's not just a race car driver. He has a personality. He has a media presence. He has dedicated thousands of dedicated followers that 
know he races that understand he races, but never interface with racing in any capacity. So it doesn't necessarily have to be Ryan Eversley, the man, but you got to find someone like that. Who is it? How do you get to them? How can you get them not only on the track, but as the sales face of the brand? Now, remember, Honda has, yeah, Honda has tried to have a race car driver be a sales face for the brand. They just happen to pick the wrong one. From time to time, yes. Yeah. And that's something that you don't really see coming from brands right now. There's there's no one really representing brands outside of like Corvette or... Yeah, but Corvette could Corvette. do a, a, <laughs> Cor, like Corvette could do a much better job of that too. It's more of course they, they it's all more could. Jordan Taylor driving the Corvette story than the other way around. Like That's, they're sitting, yeah. they are sitting on a gem, and they're do, they're not point. doing anything with it. Corvette, and I th- I think that I think that it maybe it's time to try the other way around. Right, the exactly. way the way every brand does this is pick a celebrity, a and celebrity, whoever it happens to be Bateman. Jason Bateman is a great example because he just suddenly became the voice of Hyundai out of nowhere and fantastic. Great. But why would you not want to try it the other way with a personality like a Jordan Taylor, like a Ryan Eversley, someone, maybe it's, maybe it's a kid racing in MX five cup right now. Yeah. Or maybe it's a kid who was racing in MX five and just got jumped up. You know what I mean? And find someone who, graduate, right? Someone who knows how to play the game. Mazda took them, him here or her here. What can yeah. Mazda do for you? Make it a woman. Exactly. Find, find the next female racer in MX five and help her along in the cup and figure out what you're going to do to get a Mazda, a real Mazda in the next class and in the prototype class. So you, you know, go back to that in a way that makes sense. No diesels so that you have a path for someone to be at the top of motorsport and in front of people selling your cars with an investment in who they are and their own platform outside of the brand, quote unquote. And, and here's, you know, we can, I don't want to cut off your core, but it, that segued perfectly into my core of what I think they should do to, to fix Mazda. And you kind of hinted at it early on that, Personally, I think this upscale move um, has been a mistake. I think and they're not immune to it either. I think that, um, you know, to a certain extent, because Hyundai and Kia are the same parent company and Genesis, mm-hmm. anytime Kia tries to move up market, it's not a great idea. Whether the cars sell or not, I, just, I think it's distracting. Um, and, and I think that I know that Mazda doesn't have a corporate sibling luxury division that's okay that's okay and to me and maybe this is just because it's you know the the rose-colored glasses um of you know nostalgia but to me i feel like when you heard the most about mazda was when we were in late middle school and high school you know early 2000s um you know when they were at least most common, you know, there's obviously older Mazdas that are, you know, the, the Mazdas of legend, et cetera, et cetera. But during that time, Mazdas are being driven by young people. Yes. And so, so I think Mazda could potentially with the, some of the racing background that they have, 
with the MX-5 and prototypes going back and that kind of thing slot themselves into what Honda's trying to do. I think Honda has a lot of motorsport presence um, in IndyCar and other places, um, but I think that the you know racing lineage you know it's like what do they say it's like on any given weekend more mx5s are racing than anything yep. else more mazdas exactly are that. racing yeah, mazdas, than yeah. any other brand exactly so that. so take that and make it the sporty young people's brand and i know that it seems like a huge gamble because everybody always wants to move up market and older because that's where all the money is um but because everyone's yeah, see what Scion did, or Toyota did with Scion, they tried. Yeah, <laughs> they yep. tried. Yep, and I think that Scion didn't necessarily have a losing formula. It was just implemented poorly. Um, there and were a they lot accidentally of made cars that old people liked more than young people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think there were technical issues with how they were selling them, and then yeah, the unhappy accident that they accidentally made, you know, the XB a fabulous per car for older people because you didn't have to bend over to get in it. It was yep. great. I mean, I, I've been injured and rode in an XB and was like, oh man, it's nice not to have to crawl into this thing. Like, <laughs> I get it, right? You know, so, but I think that back in the days of, you know, and not that this is, they don't have to recreate the exact cars, but get the same feeling as, you know, I still, to this day, distinctly remember somebody that I didn't have a significant friendship with or anything else he was in a, a single class of mine and we did a project together and he drove a mazda protege with a manual in it and i still remember that car right like and i, I only and i remember him because i remember that car um you know and it's something that that you know small sporty fun efficient relatively quick car and i think it's a lot of what hyundai and kia are doing as like a, a happy accident of more or less the company that they're for the, the 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 country that they're from um you know it's something that asian cars in general tend to do this better um than a lot of you know american car brands things like that but you know exercise that that racing lineage that sporting lineage and make it fun and affordable I mean, we're always talking about how do you know you know how does car culture continue and that's how yep. i mean th there's there's a tuner market where you can take anything and make it fun you know like a toyota avalon run it through the tuner ringer and it's fun right but it's nice to have something that starts that way um and as much as i would kind of give them a little bit of guff for some of their recent things you know volkswagen more or less still is that um you know they've they have made a couple ventures into the rarefied air with the phaeton and the rtion and a few others but they mostly kind of specialize in not super expensive fun cars that you know, in their marketing lingo leverage their quote-unquote german engineering leveraging japanese engineering isn't new you've already got toyota and honda but <laughs> right. you know but leveraging their racing heritage or their race engineering or whatever um you know and making that a signature that was kind of the core of my idea where you know moving down market i think is the key for mazda because they're competing against dedicated luxury brands where they have to have everything from 
you know the cheap Mazda three to something expensive, don't don't fight that battle. Let them try to eat each other's lunch up there on their own. Meanwhile, take this I think relatively underserved market. I think you you would have I think there would be an excellent three way three way battle between Kia slash Hyundai depending on the model, Mazda and Volkswagen. I think that would make an excellent you know younger people's you know more conservative budget shout your brand type of situation yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. like like all those brands are you know loud and in your face and for younger people so much so that they ingratiate themselves so much when they're younger when when their customers are younger that they keep buying them when they're older when they could go buy an audi a lexus whatever they keep buying volkswagens because as i mentioned with even with me that nostalgia factor is strong so I think so you make a lot of really good points there. One of them with the moving downstream fun, affordable, like it's like we talked to each other about this before we turn the microphones on because it's something I was going (laughs) to talk about. So a couple of points here. One, when you're talking about, um, you know, they're kind of sitting above the Hyundai Kias, the Hondas of the world. Um, I have a theory as to why I feel like it's just because if they compete at those prices, if they, if they go down a little bit into the Honda cheap Toyota Volkswagen realm, now you're competing, you know, Mazda is a pretty small independent company. Now you're competing against three industry giants. And I don't think they want that fight, but the problem is where they're sitting is that whether you're shopping for those cheap Hondas or whether you're going to the Lexus Acura Genesis route, you don't shop a Mazda alongside of it. Like, th- there's no comparison. Like, sure. So, so even if, you know, I mean, another kind of weird option would be to go upmarket and make it more of a luxury thing and go into the Genesis realm. But now at least if I'm going to a dealership and I have this budget in mind, and I see, okay, Genesis GV7 or G70 is around this. Oh, or a Mazda 6. If Or, you know, the other way, at least there's that comparison. I want a Civic, a base Civic, or there's this Mazda 3. Right now, there's no or. Like, you have to just be shopping for a Mazda because it right. just kind of sits by itself. Or you say, I want a Civic, but I want to pay more. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, and... My um, my other bullet point that I had down here really aligns with what Tristan was talking about, about going down market. He mentioned the, the phrase, more Mazdas are raced on any given weekend than any other brand. Why is that? Well, it's accessibility, power, right? Yeah, and the they're power yeah, of exactly. what used to be Skip Barber. Well, they're cheap. They're right. everywhere. And That's it goes why from, Skip Barber chose them. <laughs> it goes, which now runs Civics. <laughs> well, um, the less said about that, the better. <laughs> um, but from your amateur endurance racing, like World Racing League or, or Champ Car, to Spec Miata, Spec MX-5, all the way up to the IMSA-sanctioned MX-5 Cup, which is like a legitimate one-make series on like the road to Le Mans, road to Daytona with like a scholarship to win it. Like, even those cars relatively speaking for a race car is cheap. The top of the line, new MX fives are like 50 grand ready to race. 
if you like, I, I follow some of these race car for sale pages on social media and you can pick up a spec MX five car for like nine grand. If I sold all my karting equipment, I'd almost be there. Like, so why not make that accessibility translate to the road car? Like why yeah, not it, carry it, that same message down? Why is, if it's so accessible to race a Miata, why is it not that accessible to buy a street going version? Yeah. You know? So yeah, just, I think uh, the Miata, Miata runs into the problem of they're one of the few products in their lineup that they can sell a ton of them. So they've got a bunch of markups, you know, if they can, if they can get the whole line, if they can get more volume, they can rely on slimmer margins and make those cars more approachable. Mm-hmm. And it might be something that they have to take a gamble on that and start selling better cars for less money. And, you know, seeing if that starts selling them cars. And I, I'm, I'm looking at the website here and like the Mazda six says starting at 24, 475. So that's the base model is in line just about to what my mom paid for the Kia K five GT line. Yep. Like that's a step up. That's not their base. And it's about the same as a base Mazda six. So like, is there a way you can pull that down like pull that base down two to three grand across all their models, you know, just to, you know, can the, the CX 30 crossover, can the three sedan come in in the, at base at the eighteen nineteen range instead I would of think 22. They probably could like they're not, these cars don't have uh, the killer feature. You know what I mean? They're not like, they're not really that special. Well, and that's yeah, so what I'm saying. And, and like, no think of all the stuff that the K5 GT has for about a thousand dollars more than a base six. Like, no, it's, sure. it's insane. Well, actually, to go to go back, yeah, to go back briefly, um, Nick, you were saying that Mazda may not want the fight with three mega brands. Well, it used to be two, and Hyundai was the upstart. And now they're firmly entrenched in there. You're right. Yeah, I think exactly. that's an under an underestimated market consistently. It, yeah, not that Hyundai or not that Mazda would be an upstart if they were to do this, but they're I mean just looking looking for this for stuff for this episode, everything just seemed so lazy. Like their sites were not updated and their press releases are weird. Uh, one of the things I pulled up here was their announcement that they killed off Mazda speed, right? Uh, and the quote is, uh, it is our priority to continue to evolve the next generation of skyactic technologies. Uh, we are refining and applying our turbocharged engines to more models to provide better, stronger performance with engaging driving dynamics. Uh, it doesn't mean anything. Fine, nope. whatever. But there's just no, and, and of course they killed off Mazda speed in, I guess it was only 2020. So it's fairly recently that makes it look worse. So what I was going to say is it's almost like they didn't have an awareness of the fact that people who like luxury cars actually like really fast luxury cars. Yeah. Like Mm -hmm. imagine like imagine like a Mazda speed six GT or yeah. I mean, there's, 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 I mean, it would be a hundred thousand dollars because they can't price things, but still, yeah, I mean, if but, but that's the whole thing, right? All of these luxury car brands 
have this the fast version. They have Kia the hot Stinger. one. <laughs> yeah. And it's just it just seems so weird. I mean, maybe you don't want to call that a Mazda speed, right? So invent a new name. Sky performance. So what they had the whole sky thing going for like a decade. And uh, it just all seems so lazy coming from them. Anyways. Um, yes, we just, we addressed the racing thing. I think that's really important. One thing I can't tell from the actual Mazda racing website is whether or not they actually still race the Mazda prototypes. No, I don't, I don't think they do, but they're here on the website. Like, what are you doing guys? No. And there's no indication that, um, they are coming, uh, back to the new LMDH um, platform in IMSA that kicks off, I think, next season. Next season, yeah. So really all they have is the MX-5, and that's saying a lot. That's a full field of about 40 little Miatas running around. Well, of course, of course. um, Yeah, I I pulled it up too, and there's video footage. I guess, you know, honoring the past. I don't know. but (laughs) Oh, remember they're going to make a, a three TCR? And then they were going to make a three TCR, mm-hmm. like they had they, a driver signed and everything like that was going to be a big deal. And then it just axed right at the last second. That's nonsense. Speaking of the past, the other thing that my, uh, that my, I guess, CEO guy is going to do is be like, Hey, you're Damn not seeing that. this. You're not seeing the seven, eight, seven B for 20 years. Get your last look. We're throwing that shit away. I don't want, I don't want to see it. I don't, I don't care. I don't care about four barrel rotary engines. It's over. It's done. We're put, no more seven eight sevens. We're 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 putting it in a storage container and locking it up. It's going in the Disney Vault. You're never seeing this shit again. We're not even making an orange or green car. It's over. I get. I'm just so. I'm so sick of it. Don't don't do what Mazda's doing and then continually trot that piece of shit out like it means something. You have no racing division at the top level of motorsport. You have no performance cars you're sky activating your way into an early grave for cars that cost seven grand more than they should knock it off and the rant comes out there we i'm go. wrong no you're fine also you're remember the mazda me, fury tell me i'm wrong fury no it's you're you're right fury. um get just it's cool it happened you can be very proud of it. Put it in a museum, but like it, it what is it does it has nothing to do with where, who you are as a company today. Absolutely nothing, but they want it. That's what, that's what I resent so much. That's the image they want to have. They want to say, look at what it is that we make. And that was in 1992. Yeah. That's not what you make anymore. It's not even close. So, Mm-mm-mm. Um, I've got a suggestion here. I want you guys to Google something for me here as I kind of tee this up. Okay. So you look at, so Google Mazda BT 50 Mazda BT 50. Um, so I'm looking at their lineup. They do have a lot of crossovers. They have small SUVs. They only have a couple of sedans. They have the one sports car. What they don't have is a truck pickup trucks are still really hot. They're going to be hot. They're not going anywhere for a long time. This BT50 
is on sale in Australia with the turbo diesel. It'll, it's got the same design language as the rest of their lineup. That's all taken care of. They could move the steering wheel to the left side, drop in the turbocharged four that's in the Miata, the six, the three, produces about 250 horsepower, and release this thing back in the U.S., and it falls right in line somewhere in and around between the Maverick and the Ranger. I actually really like this. You you can specifically market it against the Maverick because there is no other truck in the U.S. market right now that's that small. And yes, or uh, that large as compared to the, um, whatchamacallit, the Santa Cruz. Right. Yeah, it's it's either smaller or larger than its competition, (laughs) Also, depending on what you want. This is an Isuzu, by the way, that Mazda truck. Yes, it is. It has Isuzu underpinnings. Uh, Well, actually, if you look, well, I clicked on the Wikipedia page and it's like, oh, it's just wearing a small mask. They look really similar. (laughs) They look like crazy similar. But uh, anyways, I think that that's a fantastic idea because clearly if. hmm, Maybe I shouldn't say the word clearly for this. If what Ford tells us about the Maverick is any indication. Who knows? Uh, It's selling well, like this small truck thing is working. I actually see a couple Mavericks and some Santa Cruz's usually when I'm on my way to work. I've seen two Mavericks and a Santa Cruz in the past month. They're, they're starting to pop up. And like I said, at least in that Maverick range, I guess the Santa Cruz can be kind of lumped in there, but that's super tiny. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really, really small. The that's That small truck thing is kind of untapped. Like most people don't go below a Ranger or a Colorado. So it's not like you'd have a ton of competition in this space. And this one, from what I can tell, would sit like right in between a Maverick and a Ranger. It's like a Mazda specialty. You kind of sit right in between things. <laughs> yeah. Not necessarily a direct competitor to anything. But, um, you know, I don't think it looks too terrible. I, I've always said that like Mazda, it doesn't like jump off of the screen or into your eyeballs when you see it on the road. Like, a, I don't know, like an EV6 or like what Volvo's been doing lately or Genesis. But it doesn't look bad. It doesn't look, it doesn't look bad. It, 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 it looks fine. You know, it, it, I think it could, I think there's a really good potential for something like that. Well, I, I think this is a great idea. And so my next thought was, Hey, Mazda also has a fabulous tradition of taking other people's SUVs Fords in the past and making them, I mean, really kind of like cult icons with their with their rebadged Ford pickup and their rebadged um, Ford Escape, I forget. I'm forgetting. It's escaping me. Mazda had. A, <laughs> See what you did there. Oh, that's funny. The Mazda had a rebadged Ford Escape, and I can't remember what the heck tribute? the name of it was. A tribute. Yes, the tribute. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um. So, Asuzu, the company that they've stolen the truck from, also makes a SUV, and it looks pretty cool, but. It's called the MUX, Asuzu MUX, MU-X. Um, but the problem is Asuzu claims that the MU-X is a acronym for makes you exciting. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Better than makes you excited. <laughs> Very I, narrowly avoided something there. <laughs> makes you exciting. It makes us okay. dash exciting. 
Yeah. Well, anyways, are we supposed to pause for effect? It makes yeah, I was saying it's a it's a <laughs> pause. Makes yeah. you exciting. Funny uh, thing so, when you go th- when you go through the Wikipedia article on this truck, the uh, it actually looks really good. The uh, which the one? Mazda. The Mazda. No, the the MUX. Oh it's yeah, a, the, the Mux looks pretty nice. The Mux. If yeah, so if you look at the the Mazda, actually the, the BT50, it, the previous generation was based on the current Ranger. Yes. Correct. That tells you that it took eight years for the Ranger to get here. That's brutal. <laughs> Which is, that means it's brand new in, well, when 2019 when it came out, or was announced 2019 model year, it was already an eight-year-old truck. Correct. That's insane. Yeah. The interior of this Mazda truck is sick, by the way. Yeah, it looks awesome. And it's got a wiggle stick. <laughs> Manual transmission. Yes. <laughs> Have you seen my wiggle stick? There's the episode title. <laughs> <laughs> that I actually think that's a great idea. I, I would love to see some Mazda trucks again. And can you imagine even if they did something as foolhardy as as keeping their cars in this premium tier they've established. What if they bring the, a truck and an SUV in revised SUV, not their own creation as base models, essentially as they're not lost leaders necessarily, but if they have a small truck sitting on a lot for the cost of a Mazda three, or they still make the Mazda two. Oh, they were talking about, in this article about how a bunch of the driver assist technology is specifically designed to allow the installation of off-road accessories, bumpers and winches and stuff. Cause it mm-hmm. doesn't use radar. It uses like my super uses cameras in the windshield. Yeah. yeah. So like, like bring it over with a whole bunch of accessories, like talk to, oh, yeah. talk to ARB and get dealer installed accessories. You know, you know, front brush bar, roof rack, winch, you know, get you know, get a dealer installed off-road package as an option. Everything. It's but but sell the base one. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like bring it over, manufactured as the base, and sell the the dealer upgrades for people who want them, and for the guy who builds cabinets and just needs a truck, mm-hmm. sell him a white truck with nothing on it. Like you know, do all those things. Actually, you know, it's interesting. It's funny that you bring that up as a sales tactic because I was uh, getting my oil changed at the at the dealership the other day and was taking a little poke around the lot to see the Santa Cruz's and they had um, only the base model one. So the um, it's still the 2.5, but not the turbocharged, not the end version, the base 2.5. They had three on the lot and it took me a while to realize they were all the same except one had all of the aftermarket stuff on it. They were, they were all, they were all the same tr- exact truck. And there were all you know, two or 30,000, basically the, the SEL base package, which is so all wheel drive with a 2.5 and nothing else. And one was 34 because of all of the accessories you can get for it. And I was like, Oh, that's actually really smart. Well, and it simplifies just from a business standpoint, it simplifies like we're going to produce and ship one, maybe two models of this truck, a base model and one with leather seats. Yeah. You know, like, and then, you know, just stock the dealers with a bunch of accessories and say, you know, kind of the scion thing 
but targeted and be like, hey, you know, it's not going to be every Mazda gets, you know, an 80, 80 page catalog, but, mm-hmm. you know, take this truck and make it yours. You know, it's a blank canvas. Don't change it to be what you want it to be. Make it what you want it to be from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And, you know, here's all this cool stuff that we worked with big name partners, you know, say, hey, dealer installed old man emu suspension, you know, Warren Winch's ARB bumpers, you know, Yakima Tuli rack systems like, you know, make that your margin, but but put an investment in it with good partners. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So. Guys, I just went on to the uh, Mazda Australia website. They, they're they still using the tagline Zoom Zoom down there. Do you remember that? Yeah, oh, I do. Man. Zoom Zoom Zoom. Yep. Wow. I mean, that would be better than what they got now. Bring Zoom Zoom back for crying what out do loud. They, what do they have now? I don't even know. That's the problem. <laughs> so I'm, I'm reading the... Um... I'm reading the spec sheet for the uh, BT 50. Just out of pure curiosity, like what are we actually talking about here? It's a turbo diesel in, um, in Australia. It is, it is. Um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to do math in my head. 3,500, uh, 3,500 that's Wait, not what? accurate. It couldn't have a 7,000 pound towing capacity. I mean, no, it might. You're converting it the other way, I think. No, no. If it's no, two point, it's, it's 2.2 2. 2 pounds. pounds per kilogram. Yeah. It's actually almost 8,000 oh, pounds. Shit, M- yeah. Mine's got, mine's 3,500. Wow. It's not a truck. So. Oh, that's true. And this it, is a diesel engine. Yeah. yeah. This is a diesel engine. And it's not the United States. So you can tell, five, you can tell 5,000 pounds with a smart car in Europe. So that's, yeah, yeah so also that's, a very good point. <laughs> Very true. But I mean, I, so it's got some, uh, so diesel engine is like 330 foot pounds of torque. Um, and then 2000 pound bed with 70, uh, 7,500 pound <laughs> towing capacity. That's like a truck truck. That's all right. I mean, that's kind of crazy. It is a man's truck. Deserves That's... a commercial with a with a strong baseline in it. Or Sam I, even, I even love their name for like their like off their their current off road package appears to be called the High Racer. That's cool. Love it. I like that a lot. Let's bring it here. People will eat that shit up. I mean, apparently that's all we're hearing about, right? Trucks. Everyone wants a truck. Everyone's buying that's a truck. Saying. Everyone's. Yeah. That's. Like you've got the, I mean, yes, there's going to be some cost and things to, um, you know, switch everything over to the left side drive. Mm-hmm. But in essence, you've probably got what? 75, 80% of that tooling all ready to go. Well, according to this article, according to this article here, yeah, you'd have to switch the driveline. But um, Mazda has no part in the manufacturing of that pickup truck. They get they just get them from Isuzu. Well, then call your buddies at Isuzu. Yeah, exactly. They don't have to do anything. They just have to work Dan out the business Mazda, deal. Call Billy Isuzu. 
<laughs> and tell them to make these for the U.S. market for us. Beat, by the way, BT50 Thunder, guys. Ooh. Search okay. that. Search that. Oh, search it? Okay. It's a, That's not me. That's That exists already. BG50. This and is thrilling tell content, me, by the way. Tell me everybody in Colorado would not buy one no, of No, no, no. Okay, so now we're going to describe. Oh, shit. That looks Damn. sick. I want one of those. Whoa. <laughs> All right. When I get back from my work trip, I will definitely post some pictures of some of this stuff. For well, it's people. Like, it looks like the, um, oh gosh, what was the name of the package that had all this stuff for the Colorado? The ZR2. ZR2. It looks exactly like the ZR2. This looks awesome. Oh, that is, that is so cool. That is super cool. Come on. This would work, right? This would work in America. They would be so stoked for Moab. <laughs> Oh, we'd be all going to Moab. Wait, are they calling this a Ute? Yeah, I guess what they call any pickup truck, really. Oh, down I thought a Ute was specifically like car in the front, party in your rear. <laughs> Our third episode title. <laughs> <laughs> that, this is, I, I'm serious. This thing looks so fucking cool. Yeah, I would. I would buy one of these. I would I would consider paying the taxes on one of these. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> paying the import on it. And by the way, it comes with an, an obnoxious dick bag light bar in the front grill. So yeah. you're set there. Their headlights might be half as bright as mine. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, by the way, uh, related to that, I had. Uh, um, did you see the skid plate underneath with the BT50 stamped in it? Yes. This whole I'm thing is sick as hell. <laughs> we are. We got to get pictures up of this. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but so I went to the eye doctor today for the annual checkup and on the list, like they make you fill out this thing. That's like, are you having any of these symptoms lately? And uh, one of them is increased sensitivity to lights at night. So I'm like, honestly, yeah, but I think it's just that the lights are literally brighter. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, cause based on the number of people who tell me to dim my dim, my low beams, it's not yeah. just you. This is, the, this is the doctor. He goes, oh, yeah, I get that all the time when I'm driving the Land Rover. I'm just like, all right, man. All right. OK. Oh, yeah, subtle gotcha. flex. Fuck you. It's a, it's like, all right. Calm down. Yeah. Yeah, so, do I when I'm dri- so do I when I'm driving the Outback. It doesn't make you special bug. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so happy that y'all can see 92 miles in front of you. Meantime, I can't see anything for the next the three, is, four hours. Mine's not even exactly. that high. It doesn't give no. me that much of an advantage. <laughs> it's like they it's could be the... less bright. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. So do we have um, anything else to fix Mazda or can we kind of wrap this one up? I was just going to say, I oh, I actually kind of want this, this BT-50 Thunder. That is one of, unironically, one of the coolest vehicles I've ever seen. <laughs> wow. Australia, Australians, man. I'll tell you, I love it. it. Tell me I'm wrong. This thing looks incredible. You're not wrong. I'm just saying it takes a lot for you to get to admit to your low T and be excited about a truck. I yeah, get that I excited about some time. anything, any sort of vehicle. <laughs> that's all. That's all I'm saying. That's where the surprise that's is coming true. from. I, I really, agree really with your great. assessment, but yeah. you just don't do that that often. That's, that's all. true. 
Uh, yeah. I mean, I kind of feel like we need this now. I, now knowing this, not I, I did not know the existence of this, the thunder specifically. Mm-hmm. Now that I do know that it exists, what are they doing in this country? Just close the brand. If you're going to give us this, close the brand in America, then Mazda. If you're not going to do anything interesting, if you're not going to offer us anything exciting. Oh. If you're not doing Mazda Speed or fancy trucks, or just close it. We're done. You don't need to be here. Last hypothetical. Let's say they make an SUV. What do they make it knowing that they can't have lightning? That's a Ford thing. Right. What do they call the equivalent tier SUV? Um, um, let's see. Thunder, weather. Typhoon. Typhoon. I was going to go like earthquake if it was like a big one. Like but a big uh, SUV. no, that's something that's a that's a Ford thing as well. No, Tremor. Tremor yeah. is a Ford thing. Okay. Yeah. Go the other way. Volcano eruption. No, that's too sexy. <laughs> sexy. Too sexy. <laughs> what's, um, <laughs> what's another one of those super high mountains? You know, we've got Everest. We've got. Uh, we've got a lot of mountain the action. Ugh. Natural disasters. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> the new Mazda brush fire. <laughs> oh, hey, what do you know? Academics count. The Mazda COVID. Oh, oh God. <laughs> the Mazda pandemic. Mazda drought. Uh, too negative. That is true. Dust storm. <laughs> okay, this isn't helpful. Um... I, but it, it would have to be, maybe they go, maybe they go with something kind of different and bring back like cloud names. Remember how Chrysler used to do that? Do well, I mean the cumulus Cirrus, <laughs> the Chrysler one, I guess they did use all of them. Nimbus is, I think the only one they didn't use. That's a Harry Potter thing. That'll set those people off. Yeah. And cumulonimbus is just too long. It won't even fit in the rear deck. Yeah. They did Stratus, Cirrus. Oh, Thunderhead. Thunder and Thunderhead. Thunderhead. That's good. I like that. That's yep. really good. Yes, absolutely. You, could, you could rename them both into a matching pair and you know, leave the nameplate for the other market and just keep the truck the same. And yeah. call them call them another you know, another pair of cool things. You know. Hammer and anvil, or no, that's not a great one. Now, hold on now. That's actually kind of cool. Although you probably have to have it as like like the core name. Yeah. What do you think, listeners? What what should Mazda name their uh, off-road performance line if it were ever to come here? Knowing that they already have Thunder in Australia. Correct. Do you, do you match Thunder in some way, or do you scrap it and make a new cool pair of names? Let us know what you think. Let us know what you think about this, you know, our entire list of demands for Mazda here. I are, think we just, we... I think it just turned into a, a rant against how Mazda sucks, but that's fine. Well, yeah, because we're fixing it. That's true. That's the point. <laughs> you have to point out the flaws and accept them to begin improvement, Andrew. That's true. That's actually very true. Um... <laughs> Deep well, thoughts, TM. It, it's it's not all terrible for Mazda. Look, they they were, um, I think, Consumer Reports um, last year. They were rated as the best used cars on the market. Um, 
generally all their new cars are very highly reviewed. Car and driver fucking loves Mazda. Like the CX thirty actually got a ten out of ten. Can I can I say perfect, this? I feel perfect review on a CX thirty. But I feel like I feel like the way car and driver treats uh Mazda is do you guys remember the short lived, very stupid meme they did surgery on a grape? No. It was no, but li- I've it, done surgery on a grape. It was literally <laughs> just you? just a stupid meme or, or Thanos car. You remember Thanos car? No, it was literally just a, just an image of Thanos car or a grape with the top text and bottom text both reading. They did surgery on a grape. I just feel like it's the same thing. It's like they put all wheel drive on a Mazda. Fantastic. Like, <laughs> I don't care. Because, you know, they put the all-wheel drive in the Mazda 3. Yeah. And the amount of the amount of enabling that not just car and driver, but all the reviews did when they were comparing. So they did like Mazda 3 all-wheel drive. And uh, at that point, it would have been Veloster N or whatever. You know, they did like those weird comparisons that don't really match up. They're like Civic Si and Mazda 3 all-wheel drive. And they're like, oh, but it all-wheel drive. Like it, it handles well. It feels very planted it's grounded to the ground it's like you don't have to do this you know you can just say it's slower and worse <sighs> i don't know uh so let's recap we're gonna go get a guy a guy and then we're gonna go we get another a, guy a we need two guys we need two we need guys C- we need a ceo guy mm-hmm. who's um proficient on twitter Yep. And then we need another ambassador guy, maybe a race driver, Eversley, Jordan, Taylor type. But yep. in order to do that, there actually needs to be a plan to put them on the track somehow. And, and they possibly also need to not be... a guy. Right, yeah. So, and, possibly and, and a girl, yes. That racing personality has to be able to be the relatable. CEO too, by the way. Well, yeah. Yes. A yeah. person. We'll say a person. Absolutely. We need a two, two cool people. Mm-hmm. We need two, two cool people. Two take charge of the brand, not only in America, but internationally, they need to be lightning rods in the positive sense. They need to be draws for the eyes, for the attention. And they need to be able to give something that Mazda sorely lacks, which is a personality of any kind. Yeah. I'm so we need, we need two cool people. Mm -hmm. We need to go downstream with the pricing for Mm -hmm. lots of reasons to capture the young cool market and also align with their everybody can drive a Mazda on the racetrack slogan yep. and just make that more of, of, of a seamless transition in the eyes of the market. And then we need the BT 50 and BT 50 thunder to come stateside ASAP. Absolutely. Did, did we miss anything? Um, did I miss I, anything in no. the recap? No, I don't think so. I think, I think that's it. Yeah. Listeners, did we miss anything? Are we completely off base with Mazda? Are they doing a great job? <laughs> Please, someone come tell us why Mazda's doing fantastic. They're not. I would not love to hear these. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope we get that in the coming few days here after we launch this episode. Like... Someone be like, Mazda's amazing, and here's why. And just like, bam, bam, list them out. I think I I can't wait to read that. Because maybe we missed something. That's what I'm saying. 
And we'll we'll take doing... the feedback. Well, I mean, Tristan and I will, Andrew maybe not, but we'll take two of the three of us at least will take the feedback. He, he won't, but it's fine. I'll we consider will. it. Then for, for... reject it out of hand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, if we think we fixed Mazda, let's get the hell out of here. First, um, if you want to tell us how good or bad we did on this episode, you can find us on social media to do so. Uh, look us up on Facebook by searching Check Engine Podcast. Andrew, where can they find us in the Twitterverse? At Check Engine Pod. Tristan, where can they find us on the gram? At Check Engine Pod. So... Tell us about your thoughts on Mazda on this episode. Like, share, DM, uh, comment, reach out how and when you can. We don't just want to preach at you. We want to interact with you. That's kind of the whole point of why we're doing this thing. It's a car culture thing. Let's let's get together and talk cars. Um, and we want to do that with you. Also, I'd like to remind you that on whatever platform you're listening to us on right now, uh, go ahead and click that subscribe button and or leave a review. Both things are free. And they don't take that much time to do. Just a couple of clicks and you're done. And it really helps us out with the giant algorithm that's out there. Um, if you're really into what we're doing and you want to subs- uh, want to help us out monetarily, anchor.fm slash check engine podcast. There is a support button there. And then we also have a Patreon page, patreon.com slash check engine podcast. Everything you pledge, we will eventually use to make this a better experience for you, the listener. <laughs> None of it comes back into our personal pockets. Any shout outs, gentlemen, before we turn the microphones off? <laughs> shout out the sick Mazda Thunder. This is like the coolest thing I've seen in a long time. <laughs> shout out Mazda Australia. <laughs> yeah, no, this it's seriously like the coolest car I've seen in a long time. Monster Australia, keeping the zoom zoom alive. And yeah, zoom zoom. Not letting that die. It's just, it's so good. It's, uh, it's perfect. I love it. Tristan? I'm going to do a combination thank you and teaser trailer. What? For a a story we will have for our next episode. Oh, Oh, look at Tristan planting seeds. Shout out to Chatham Parkway Subaru in savannah georgia Mm. and you'll find out why next time savannah georgia all right i would like to shout out uh the classic cup in downtown kansas city for what may have been the greatest cinnamon roll ever made wow you're killing me Bold, bold claims. That's my favorite thing in the world. People think Fuck it's chicken tenders, cinnamon. but it's cinnamon rolls. <laughs> you didn't even classic, mail him one. Classic cup, downtown Kansas City in the Plaza District. That's what they call it around here. Um, the my colleague who I'm here with um, used to used to actually live here when he was a like a field sales rep. So he's kind of taking me around to all of his local hangs from when he was living downtown Kansas City and. Um, he's like, we got to go to the classic cup, best be- breakfast ever. And on the menu, it says colossal cinnamon roll. Wow. And Always said, a good start. How colossal are we talking? And it was like the size of my face Yay. and about this thick. And I know people can't see it. Uh, three, four Two inches, inches thick. Yeah, and thick. Um, 
just amazing. Amazing. It was like 54,000 calories, I'm convinced. But oh, yeah. totally worth it. <laughs> totally worth it. So shout out to Classic Cup, downtown Kansas City. And shout out to you listeners. We love recording this for you. We love hearing from you. We cannot wait to do this again. But until we do, take care of yourself. Take care of yourself.